is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. We are just two shows away from real-life football as the regular yes. season is apparently, I mean, it is barreling down on the Dallas Cowboys, and there is plenty to talk about as we welcome you in to a brand-new edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos. Tostitos, the official chip and dip of the Dallas Cowboys, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. We've got our professional football analyst, Heckma Harrison, looking crisp in the white button-up shirt today. We've got... Former Super Bowl champion. Actually, you're always going to be a Super Bowl champion. Uh, yeah. Always. Our resident Super Bowl champion, right. Isaiah Stanback, and Cowboys insider Rob Phillips. I'm Kyle Yeomans, and we've got plenty to preview as the Cowboys and the Buccaneers are on tap next week as Thursday Night Football just mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. week away. How does that sound? It sounds great. Isn't I mean, that fantastic? It does. It sounds like football, real football is coming back, and we've gone through preseason, so... No more prognosticating and mm. all of that stuff. We just got some real stuff, to, real football to talk about, Pete. Is there a better week than what we're about to be in store for? No here? way. <laughs> college on Saturday, mm. more college games. Than Kansas State, Stanford at AT&T. Yeah. Bring it. Bring it. Mm. And then there. September 9th, we can stop the prognosticating, as you said. Yeah. That's, that's a great word you guys keep throwing out there. It's a fancy word. A lot of syllables. A lot of syllables. Yeah, and <laughs> too many for me. The the yeah. best part about it is that it doesn't stop after this week either. I mean, it is all the way through the fall. I mean, the time of football not being on your television is over. I mean, it is football season, and it is so good. There's nothing better to be back. It There's really is. Better. Yeah, especially here in Texas with high school football, college mm-hmm. football. I mean, gosh. Yeah, I try to I try to get by with like horse racing in the summertime on TV. I don't have to. Worry How's that about work? That How does that work? Does that get <laughs> really? you through? Is that a fix? Does a little, it a little bit? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit? Yeah. Right. Like you in just June, pick a favorite. There's not go. anything going on. Yeah. Well, not even pick. Just watch. Just watch. There's, FS2, baby. Is there not other things on that you could try and pass your time with? Uh, name something. Baseball. Baseball? Yeah. yeah. Eh. Uh, okay. Not really why, can't, why can't the NBA extend <laughs> their season all the way up until, That's, like, come on, like August and let us have at least – so it's not so much of a – I feel like we just get thrown off the cliff after the NBA finals and mm. we have nothing. We and do. I'm in purgatory, like, till well, now. Not anymore, what, heck. That's what makes this moment so sweet is having football back. We're going to preview the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Cowboys Thursday night football. We're going to take a look at that Tampa Bay offense, which includes uh, a certain farm animal (laughs) that you would like to look at. It's called a goat uh, at quarterback. I was wondering where you were going with that. I thought you would at least pick that up. I did not. It didn't land. It's okay. Is that today? We're going to talk a little offense. A little offense. Now, we do have some uh, news out of Mike McCarthy's press conference that we need to get to. A bunch of roster shifting going on and there is a new backup quarterback in town as well we'll talk about the addition there but rob good news let's start with that there are a couple players coming off covid protocol today three players actually demonte casey cd lamb and carlos watkins so they've still got two guys on covid list that would be connor williams your 
starting left guard slash backup center, and Noah Brown, backup wide receiver. So, and and I talked about all this. I gave everybody tired head about all these roster moves they had to make over the next. 24 hours. They just put six guys on IR to return. Josh Ball, Malik Turner, Neville Gallimore, Sean McCune, Kelvin Joseph, and Francis Bernard. So a lot of, lot of moving and shaking right now. That's the biggest name that stood out was the one you kind of put some emphasis on there was Kelvin Joseph. Of course, he left the Jacksonville game with a left groin, and we didn't know what the extent of it was. What is that timetable looking like for him, and if McCarthy even addressed that? The earliest we'll see him is week four mm. because of the rules. So he might very well be ready to go by then, but that's that's unfortunate. Because, I mean, heck, we spent a segment on it last show about how you want to see him, and he was pushing to, for playing time, but... It's it's going to be Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis and and the other guys early on with Trayvon. I like how you guys are all looking at me right now. I really appreciate that. Well, we, I mean, no, I did, I did, and I and I, absolutely, I didn't. That's a nightmare type scenario to see Kelvin Joseph start off on on injured reserve, but he does have the ability to come back. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but also McEwen, I think his him being on IR is also kind of damning to the tight end position um, because of the strides that he was making in preseason and a big-time special teams uh, contributor. So all things being you know equal, I think both of those names should be kind of put in the same. And also to hear you say Connor Williams is not, that gives me pause too. Yeah, because he's got a little Unless. bit of ways to go if yeah. he wants to make it. Now you still have another week, which is good. Um, Isaiah, how big of a loss? I want to talk about Kelvin Joseph in the secondary here because we – there was a lot of moving parts in that position group yeah. overall. I mean, and it, it was a, a topic of conversation on this show saying that w- w- how are you going to fit all these guys on a roster? Now, it takes away a, a position or a guy that you might have had to get rid of or had to maybe maneuver, mm-hmm. but it also limits your options. How big of a loss is Kelvin Joseph? Um, I don't think any of us really know how big of a loss Kilvin Joseph is, honestly. Uh, we haven't seen him versus top-tier competition yet. Everybody that he's faced has pretty much been a second, second-tier second type guy. Not to say there's anything wrong with that. They're just not the starters in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we really don't know the severity of that. Um, but, you know, in terms of the versatility, this one, Israel Mukwamu, he really gets an extended evaluation pro- uh, process now. Right? You know, as a four-game preseason, um, now he has the first – four games to really show that he deserves a spot on this roster because there's going to be some moving around as these guys come off of IR. Um, so it sucks that you know Kelvin Joseph is gone because he doesn't have that experience yet to to be utilized, but he might he might be saying his, saying his prayers also, saying thank you that he doesn't have to face some of these guys uh, in week one. <laughs> is, is this where a position flex guy like Israel Mukwamu can come in yeah. and it, it shows the the value there? Because he could be your backup slot corner now. Yeah, I think, I mean, as soon as you guys listed the, the roster um, and some of these moves that are on IR going into the season, I've, there's two names that popped out to me. Kelvin Joseph, you know, what impact is he going to have? He has a now uh, elongated evaluation process. Now, he wasn't going to be cut from the team, but in terms of how – how much, how much, how productive he can be, um, how he can have an impact on his defense. I think they'll have a longer time to really evaluate that now and see where is he nece- where is he needed most mm-hmm. on this team. Um, they'll be able to evaluate that. I um, mean, then you also so in retrospect that affects Israel Mukwamu, right? Israel Mukwamu now has opportunity to get reps that he probably wouldn't have got in the actual game. Uh, he would have been possibly on the roster, but now he's going to be in the game in some form or fashion. I um, mean, the other name is Simi Fajoko. 
a semi now with Malik Turner going to IR, he has an, an elongated evaluation process. They're going to throw him in there, whether it's week one or not. In these first four weeks, you will see him active on a roster because they want to see, okay, we didn't see enough out of you. Now show us what you have. And he may or may not be around. Those guys may or may not be around after week four. Rob, what does it say about Neville Gallimore specifically? I mean, the fact that he will not be able to return until week four as well. There was a slimmer of hope, not a lot, that he might be able to return that first month of the season. Can we expect him maybe to be around fifth, sixth week of the year? It's probably six to eight. Mm -hmm. So I'd say minimum six. So I think it would be pushing it to have him ready by week four. But sometime after that, you know, maybe I'm, 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 I have not gotten an update on that, but I think. October might be the you know optimistic look there. We'll see. But in the meantime, Cowboys are going to have basically two starters on defense as rookies, draft picks. You got Micah Parsons and you got Osa in there. Mm-hmm. Week 1, Thursday night, I would, you know, even if he's not a starter, he's going to play a lot and I think he's earned that playing time mm-hmm. really. Love what Mike McCarthy said about him, yeah. taking advantage of his his opportunities. We know the l- huge void that Neva Gallimore we believe is going to leave in this defense, but I think a lot of us are really comfortable with the production that we've seen from Carlos Watkins and Osa Adigizua. Uh, um, and so I think both of those guys com- combined can make a difference for this, this defensive line. I think that's the biggest part of everything going into Tampa that's going to make the difference. Our defense line versus their offensive line and how that goes because it's going to set the tempo for the game no matter what the Cowboys have to be first and foremost prioritizing stopping the run and everything else can take care of itself and I think the defensive line and what they do can kind of band-aid some of those things that we're thinking about with this secondary uh, no matter what no matter how you look at it uh, Mike Evans Chris Godwin and uh <laughs> Antonio Brown will be there. So when you talk about Israel Mukwamu in the slot, he will typically be matched up man-to-man on A-B. So that's going to be a tall task for anybody, Mm -hmm. let alone a rookie. But, you know, if you're going to get your lumps – you know, just know they're out there waiting at, waiting on you in Raymond James. And Mukwamu's not going to be the, the go-to backup no, slot Kennedy guy. I mean, it'll be Kennedy and yeah. it'll be Jordan Lewis. Those yes, guys will course. play the majority in the slot. But now if you wanted to throw him in the rotation, you, you could. Absolutely. At, least he, at least he's in that conversation since there is not another corner like Kelvin Joseph available. Kind of going along the same lines that you, you just said about Neville Gallimore, and you yeah. said the, the, the void that we believe that he'll leave. And... I know that that's kind of confusing. It's a lot of words, but that's a great point because none of these guys are set in stone contributors yet. The guys that are going on IR, and we're talking about Gallimore, Joseph, Turner, McCune, Ball. These are all guys that are developing into roles that you want them to cover, which is a positive thing. The fact that, one, they are developing, and two, if you're going to lose some guys, you're not losing Randy Gregory's, you're not losing CeeDee Lambs, and you're not losing Connor Williams and guys like that along the way. But how much can this stunt the growth of guys like this in the first four weeks of the season whenever they're out early in a, a year where they're trying to establish a role? I think it's tough, man. I'm, I'm thinking back to Demarcus Lawrence's rookie season in 14, and I, I want to say he broke his foot or something, and he was out for most – now, that was most of the regular season, but you know, to not be part of training camp and preseason like a – you know, here's another example. Chauncey Golston passes his physical. He's not on PUP. That's great news. But like Mike McCarthy said, it's going to take him a couple weeks to kind of get back into practice. And so then it's like, you know, you miss all that time. And Isaiah could speak to this. Like, how ready can you be to contribute just jumping in the regular season? 
And at least Kelvin Joseph had all of preseason for the most part. But it's hard. It's hard for a rookie without reps to just you know, be counted on and, and be ready for that opportunity right away. Yeah, his first opportunities will come in the form of special teams because you can't afford the the mishaps and the mistakes, even though you know they're going to happen. The coach isn't going to put you in a situation in a, in a um, you know, he's not going to put you in a situation to fail. So if they don't, if they have question marks about it in the regular season, you can't. They'd just rather either throw you on special teams and wait until you make some plays there, and then they'll kind of transition you because now you're more adapted and you're used to the speed of the game. You've kind of adjusted in that regard. Or if they have question marks about that, you just will be inactive. It just, it's just really that simple. We saw that last year with, with Robinson. You know, he, he probably made some plays in practice, but they probably just questioned his ability to play. And it was like, mm, yeah, we're, we can't afford you to make a mistake in the game, so you just, you just won't suit up. Josh Ball is another example. I mean, that, that, that's looking like a redshirt year for him. You're thinking he might be the swing tackle as a rookie. That's just probably not going to happen. Gallimore at least had a bunch of starts last year. And when he gets back, you think maybe he can hit the ground running and, and jump back in. But for guys that haven't played, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, that's experience that you're relying on when, when you talk about Neville Gallimore. But I love what Mike McCarthy said about the 77 players that he had available and then giving reference to when he was in Green Bay that it took 77 players to win a Super Bowl. And the, these Does that, rookies... Doesn't sound like destiny? I like it. 70, 77? I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a numbers guy. And so when you talk about your rookies and, and what you said, Isaiah, I, I, I trust that. I believe that um, because you're right. They're not going to... Dan Quinn isn't going to set these guys up to fail and he's surely not going to set these guys up to get completely devastated on his watch he has enough veteran leadership right now if that's the case if that's how he's feeling about these guys then he'll put them out there but the defensive line is the number one focus for me right now because I feel like that's the thing that can change this whole thing around a defense and offense because if we're not back to where we were on the offensive line we can forget about Zeke running and all of that stuff too but yeah. still on the defensive side with Neville Gallimore's absence I think Osea Digizula has shown you he's splashed he's done a lot of things Carlos Watkins and his energy in urban. These guys are showing you that they are, are going to be bringing it, uh, and Dan Quinn has changed the culture on that defensive line in that way. I think Osa Digizua is going to have a better rookie year than Neville Gallimore did, and it's because of the offseason that he had. I think they're very similar players. I think Gallimore probably as a prospect I liked better coming out of Oklahoma. But I think in terms of rookie season production, I think he's going to be better than what Gallimore That's showed a mouthful. last year, which is that, nice, that which is, is good, to, uh, good to know. So our show's only going 45 minutes today, so we need to step aside for our first break. When we come back, we've got a new number seven on the roster, and no, he's not a punter, and no, he's not a quarterback. We have breaking news on Talking Cowboys. It's a big-time number change when we return with more Talking Cowboys from the Star in Frisco. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. 
The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. Check out the new Miller Lighthouse located on the west side of AT&T Stadium where Dallas Cowboys game day traditions are born. Enjoy $5 12-ounce beers, yard games, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, performances, and so much more. For more information, you can visit attstadium.com slash Miller Lighthouse. Miller Lighthouse, your tailgate just got jealous, and we're going to double up on the reads. So whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands, with Essilor Lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor on Talking Cowboys. Back there, here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. It's that done. Was, Isaiah, you okay over there? You're kind of. I'm good, man. I had some news before I came in here. I'm trying to get over it. So oh. that's all. That's you okay? All. Yeah, I'm straight. Okay. Yeah. Well, you just hit that grown man mm, with an all. I did. <laughs> I didn't. It, it kind of sounded tongue in cheek. It was not. That was legit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was that was supposed to be actually concerned. Uh, okay. So we do have a number change. The new number seven has now Ben DiNucci is not on the roster either. Uh, neither is Hunter Nicewander, nor is uh, Hira Lahu, who was here for a split second. He was seven. He was seven okay. too. Uh, now Trayvon Diggs has switched his jersey number. He is number seven. Switches from twenty-seven to seven. That was his collegiate number at Alabama. So this is the biggest news of the day. Is Nothing it? gets fans excited like jersey number change. It is. I'm telling and you. Apparently, it's not the only one that's coming either. No. It's apparently there's more that are going to be barreling down. Now, that did he might have be number seven one. in college. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's yeah. where he's going. Yeah. So. Like uh, yeah. One jersey number change, and we do have a new backup quarterback. We're going to talk Will Greer coming up in just a second. But first, let's take a call from our friend Anthony. Anthony from Florida. How's it going? You're on Talking Cowboys. Hey, how y'all guys doing, man? Doing good. Hey, heck, Rob, Isaiah, and my dude, Cal. Y'all don't know I'm a loyal, loyal hanging with the boys caller. And Cal is my guy. I just wanted to tell him I started back with the calls. It's been over a year and a half. And um, I'm proud of him and all the accomplishments and all the things I see him doing on Cowboys Network. So I like to say I am loyal to my boys, and I will be calling them. But I was looking for an offset show, and I listen to this show a lot. And I will tell Mr. Nate because he's gonna get on me. <laughs> and I'm loyal, but you guys are number two. So Derek, don't even think the break is even number two. You're not even number two. This show is in my book one and a half actually. So I like you guys. I listen to you guys all the time, man. You guys got good content. So Thank you. I'm going to be a loyal listener, and uh, that's just it, man. 
Go Cowboys. Hey, Go create, Cowboys. Derek creating this competition among family. You know? He, he really maybe, it's not, maybe it's more Shannon than Derek. And, and I Anthony, think it is Shannon. Anthony, please tell everybody that we did not pay you to call and say <laughs> what you just said. No, I'm just no, joking. They, not, they, know this, they know this voice. This is the real Anthony. They call me the real Anthony. The real Anthony. They call my friend, I bring it on hanging with the boys. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the for the compliment. Uh, what do you think about the uh, the Will Greer signing at quarterback? The ex Florida West Virginia guy. I'm gonna be honest, man, and I'm not trying to downplay anybody because if you put on that star, I try to support you no matter mm-hmm. what. But you know anybody that replaces the whatever they call him, the nooch. Yeah. Because the dude was tarnishing the star, man. And I'm sorry, Mike McCarthy. I don't know what kind of friendship and kinship you got, but to let that guy go out there and possibly mess up other guys' careers, you know what I'm saying? The other backup wide receivers and Titans because they couldn't get the ball. You know, I'll take anybody over that guy. So welcome, Will, and I hope he can fit in somewhere. Well, thank you very much for the call and for the compliment, Anthony. We'll talk to you again soon. And Anthony's uh, happy that Trayvon Dix changes his number. Yeah, seven. changed it to seven. <laughs> yeah. uh, now Ben DiNucci got pulled back on the practice squad, right? He's still so he's here, still in ta- he's yeah. still in Dallas, so he'll be around. Uh, first off, I want to address something that he said. We are still number one, no matter what he says. Mm. We are not one B, I guess. We're one A, yeah. overhanging with the boys. Mm, I mean. Place. I, I agree with what he said about the break. Like this is going to get this, three, look. We got a long season. Four, this is going to get muddy. Five. This is going to get messy. Break might be. Uh, do we have six podcasts? Six. I think we got like thirty. Okay. I just want to get people that on documentaries on here. That's all I'm saying. That's true. It's true. Yeah, you go get your it. deep blue, dog. Where your deep blue, blue coming? Mm-hmm. Light blue. Light blue. I didn't make the squad. I didn't make the deep blue. Squad. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Not yet. Stop. It took a little bit of time for Jesse Holly to make that either. Um, <laughs> Jesse has a great story, man. It is. Man, he has a really great story. I can't wait till tonight. Premieres tonight. Yes. Fantastic. And we're going to talk about that deep blue as well. But Will Greer, before we have to go to break again here in a minute. Uh, signed from the Carolina waivers. He was with the Panthers for two seasons, drafted in 2019 in the third round. He was the 100th overall pick. And I mean, if you look down the list of the 2019 drafted quarterbacks, fourth best probably, because it was a really poor draft class. I mean, he was probably the fourth best quarterback out of that draft class behind Kyler Murray, Gardner Minshew, um, and there's another guy that I'm forgetting his name. But I mean, there's not a whole lot of excitement around what he could be in Dallas. So, Rob, I ask you specifically, as you are wearing some Carolina blue today, hmm. it is a Cowboys it's for jacket. Jesse, it's for Jesse's debut tonight. Oh, okay. There you doing. go. That's, That's good. Uh, what can Will Greer be, and what is he expected to come in and do? Is he going to challenge Cooper Rush for a backup spot or no? I, maybe eventually, but Mike McCarthy on, on the press conference just detailed all the challenges of – Coming in and trying to learn a new offense, as you know well. I mean, mm-hmm. the you know the language, learning the protections, all that kind of stuff. So I don't think right off the bat. I mean, the, one of the biggest reasons Cooper Rush is in the position he's in is his familiarity with Kellen Moore's scheme, and that's why they kept him largely as the number two guy over Garrett Gilbert. So again, though, it, you know, it helps to have connections in this league, just like any line of work. So he. Will Greer played under Doug Nussmeyer for two years. That helps. You know, Cooper Rush has been in Kellen Moore's system for a few years. That helps. Mike McCarthy sees something clearly in Ben DiNucci. That helps to keep him on the practice squad. Brian Broaddus always says you gotta have a sponsor in life, you know. Mm. And I don't I, you know, I don't know if, if Garrett Gilbert had like a sponsor, like a guy really backing him in this deal. And I wonder, 
you know, if he's a little surprised that he's the odd man out here at the end of this thing, not even on the practice squad. I don't, uh, yeah, um, he's not the odd man out though. I mean, he he went to, I mean, for he, one, yeah, he I mean, landed. He, he, got, but, he landed. But I just, I mean, like, <laughs> he you landed. know, August twentieth, twenty first. Do you think he really felt like? No, absolutely I'm, not. I'm not I mean, even going to have he his had, spot on this team. No, he had every. I mean, this is what happened with him. He had every opportunity to lose that job. And I think that, you know, when you when you're in a position like that where coaches are supporting you, giving you every opportunity, I mean, above and beyond what you probably should be given and you and you find a way to to mess it up. As soon as somebody else behind you does something positive, they're getting the go ahead because they, I mean they're pretty much saying, "Look, bro, I, I did everything I could for you. Like I put you on a pedestal, and you fumbled the rock. You fumbled the rock, uh, figuratively. So um, that's on him. You know, luckily he landed in New England, so I think he'll be okay. He has you know has some good leadership out there. Um, but in terms of this this pickup here, I I'm, it's a head scratcher. For me, I think everybody kind of knows where I was where I was hoping to go. That that challenge was going to be handed to anybody who wants to come in here in terms of trying to learn a new system. It, it sucks. Some are easier than others. I don't know how 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 difficult it is to learn this system. I don't know the language, uh, but I I don't know what they see in him. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of him to have a real opinion on that. I just felt like there was a, another gentleman that used to be in Carolina that I would have liked to go and get. <laughs> I personally, almost, that's personal. I almost sent our text group. I almost texted mainly for heck a couple days ago. Yeah. Cowboys add former Carolina Panthers quarterback. <laughs> and, just, and just let you guess for a second. Just let if it marinate a little bit. Yeah, let it marinate. I'm not going to let y'all drag me into that because what I sounded like, uh, I sounded like I was on the bully pulpit uh, on Tuesday no. talking about Cam no. because that's not that's everybody, not what I meant. Everybody has their own opinion. Exactly. That's perfectly fine. That's what we do here. Yeah, and, do. And, the yep. thing, and the thing about Will Greer, and I've got an opportunity to see him because we're in Big 12 country, uh, seeing him play in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Don't know a lot about him from the Carolina perspective. When we talked about him last show Kyle said he had inside stuff on him and it didn't look too good Wasn't he great. was he was uh Danucci Jr. uh so well, I would say he's Danucci 2.0 Senior. but that's yeah Senior. but it's all right whatever it's not how you want to put it together better. I mean my whole thing is the only reason why we're even talking about the backup quarterback is because of our experience from last year mm-hmm. and because of Dak's uh injury Dak goes out to Raymond James Stadium doesn't show any residual effects from that injury we are no longer talking about the backup quarterback I'm not comfortable with talking about it I don't want to talk about it because I think that number four is the present and the future for what we're doing. And we got 75 million reasons to support that. But right now we're talking about Will Greer and we're still talking about Cooper Rush. And we're talking about Ben DiNucci being the saving grace if something happens and he's not it. Are we? Mm. Saving grace. Not saving grace, but he's your plan B D. or C? They're keeping four quarterbacks in part because we're in this COVID world. Yeah. You know, just yeah. to have numbers. And I and I said about Gilbert kind of in jest. I mean, I think the Cowboys liked him, and he had a history with Kellen Moore. I wonder if they hadn't claimed Will Greer, if they weren't in the order. They're going to bring him back. Maybe Gilbert would have been on the practice squad. And there, is, and there is no way that I'm implying that Cam Newton doesn't have any football left. That Cam Newton has no, no, not I, been a dog I, in this I league. I understand for your reasons for okay. not wanting to bring Cam okay. on. Good I just deal. don't agree with them. Good deal. Yeah. I understand. So that. I love it. How about this? I'm going to make you very, very happy, Heckma, for two reasons. One, when we come back on the other side of the break, <laughs> we're going to talk real football. Yes. We're going to talk Cowboys, mm. Buccaneers, the Cowboys like defense that. going up against that Tampa Ooh. Bay offense. Ooh. The second reason you're going to be very happy is I'm going to leave what? and you're going to host. So I'm out of here. I will be back on Tuesday. Tuesdays, our next show. Mm. So I will see everybody later. But until then, Heckma Harrison is going to take over as the host when we return with more Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos.
Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Welcome back to Talking Cowboys. Kyle has left, and he's about to get Wally pipped by yours truly. Mm. <laughs> guys, guys, look, look. We're not going to let this thing fall off the nope. rails because Kyle Yeomans decided to take a meeting at yeah. twelve o'clock. But yeah. I will. I got good news for you guys. <laughs> we have some international business to attend to right now What's because that? we have a Mr. Philippe in France Ooh, on the line, and this is an expensive call. So come on, man. We got yeah. it, Philippe? Philippe. How are you, sir? I'm fine. It's so good to talk to you again, you know. Um, I was just um, <clears throat> making this call just to tell you, um, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a nurse. I'm working in, in an emergency okay. uh, trauma center department and the paramedics. Okay. And uh, all the crews uh, on the different shows, uh, you, all of you helped me go through this difficult time. Wow. With the pandemic, and I thank you. Philly, that's great, Philly. That is thank that you. is so that, that's heartwarming, man. And thank you so much uh, for saying that, man. And glad we can we can warm up, you know, give you some sunshine with everything that you're dealing with yeah. there in France, man. But you know, let's 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 get this on a positive note as far as you know your Dallas Cowboys, man. Any questions that you have? I have no questions. I have just one more thing to say. Yes, sir. Is Tom Brady? Uh, must tie a pillow below his butt because he will he will be really really sure. very often on his butt next Thursday. I like it. 
Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest, Philip. I like that, man. Go Cowboys, man. I hope your team win, Philip. Man, that is awesome. That's dope. That is dope. We got got fans all over the world, man. That is amazing. I'm telling you, that's the one thing about being a part of this organization that never surprised me, where Cowboy fans are from. But, guys, let's get into some football. Yeah, football. You want to talk? <laughs> <laughs> that was my boy, Philippe. There you go. All right, here we go. <laughs> Look, the matchup, the matchup itself, guys, you have to be thinking about this. It's got to be giving you some sleepless nights, and you know you're going to have a, a lot of um, headliners to write, P. And one of them is going can be either Tom Brady unleashes his full arsenal on the Cowboys or woefully outmatched or – the Cowboys surprise the league. Which which title do you think you're going to be writing? Is it say it with your chest? Uh, we're close. Oh, we're right there. We're right there. We're close, Pete. Give me I'm something. Not, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But I will say this is, uh, on paper, this is as good of a challenge as you can imagine. Like in terms of a Super Bowl champ that is returning everybody, essentially. Gosh. Like, has that happened in the salary cap era? No. I don't know. That 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 presents a lot of hype in itself. And so that's an opportunity for the Cowboys who, you know, they kind of slide in under the radar here saying, oh, well, they haven't had the chemistry. They haven't had Dak on the field with some of his guys. CeeDee Lamb, all those guys are now trying to get back into the rhythm here for a couple more days before the game. It's a nice, it's a nice chance to kind of pull the upset potentially Thursday night. I like that. I'm I'm gonna cling to that pull pull the upset potentially. It's an opportunity. I don't know if it's gonna happen. Isaiah's smirking at me. I don't know if he but buys. I, it. I don't know if he but buys. But Isaiah, it. I got a question, and I, I think yeah. it, this is in your wheelhouse as far as the receivers for Tampa. I mean, they have three yeah. bona fide, and we haven't even talked about Gronkowski. We hadn't talked about OJ Howard, and we hadn't talked about Jeez. playoff Lenny yet. Okay, <laughs> we hadn't talked about any of the things that they've done in the offseason with with their running backs or any of that. Man, the matchup itself. When you've had an opportunity to look at your DBs. Talk about Brown, Diggs, and potentially Kennedy in a situation, or uh, J. Lou on this receiving core. Specifically about our receivers versus their DBs. If I if they have one weak spot on their defense, I would feel it is their secondary. If there is a weak spot on on their, on their defense, on their team, mm-hmm. every other position, they 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 outman us. Just I'm just gonna call it out. They outman us in every other position in this in this game. Even wide receiver. Even wide receiver. Okay. Wow. Even wide receiver. We have some really good wide receivers. Their wide receivers are freaking awesome. They are. And then and I mean we have a we have a bona fide number one, obviously. Um, and we have a guy that we're saying is one B that's coming along. C D he he did well last year. I don't know if we can call him a one yet, right? I think we I think he's getting there. I think he's getting there. They have two ones. Let's just call it how it is. I don't care if Antonio Brown's a little bit older. Anybody who lines up against Antonio Brown knows you better you better strap up. You better strap up because he's going to give you that work. Um, they got Mike Evans. They got Godwin who's a, who will dice you up underneath. Um, and then they have three <laughs> proven tight ends. Yes. Three proven tight ends. So when we start talking about our defensive backs and, you know, you know, I think when you start talking about Israel McQuamu and whether or not he was going to make this roster, I think week one was on their minds. What happens when they come out in two tight ends – and three wide receivers split out. 
So it appears as five wide, but they got Gronkowski and O.J. Howard out there. Or if they want to keep one in tight, they bring in their blocking, they're blocking a, a um, tight end, Brait, right? And they leave the rest of the guys out there. And they put O.J. Howard and Gronkowski, and they widen those guys out. They come out in a three tight end set. There's so much that they can do because they're so deep at every position. And then their running back stable, goodness gracious. Yes. We have a lot of work to do. Um, yeah. Not only do they line up, do they match up against us very well uh, position-wise, their coaching is freaking awesome. Their coaches, their coaching is, is awesome. So as much as it's going to be an interpersonal battle in terms of our guys on the field, our OCs, our DCs, our special teams coordinator, they they are gearing up to have a have a dog on three hundred battle out there on that field as well because they're going to be looking across from booth to booth across the field and they're going to be having just as much of a duel as the guys that are, are strapped up with helmets on. You know when you look at when you look at Tampa, one of the things that I think is eerily familiar is how close it is to the New England offenses of old with the exception being that now Tom is trying to take the top off of defenses by going long that's something that they didn't have Correct. in New England Correct. okay and now he's getting that leash uh, to do that in this new offense and I think that maybe that's the one thing that we'll have if this defensive line is where you need it to be to pr- manufacture that pressure because we cannot sit back yeah. Where we where we lacked last year was the ability to create pressure and create turnovers. That was not our stick last year. But it has to be, and that's what the emphasis has been for Dan Quinn. And for me, when you start talking about the, the positions and where they are, where we're able to take advantage of them, I think on defense, when you look at them in the middle of their offensive line, I think that they're, they're, they're man, on the worst is the truth. That mm-hmm. that tackle is so yeah. Guys are going to have their work cut out for them there, yeah. but I think in the middle of this defense, and whether we could catch them on the edge or, or whatnot, that's the kind of pressure that we have to manufacture if we're going to win, if we're going to even be yeah. in this ball. But game. we're going to have to match their intensity because isn't their center? He, isn't he the one who likes to freaking drug you, drag you every dog on play of the oh, game? Absolutely, He's, he will finish you while the referee blew the whistle with his back turned. He's going to try to get you right. He might get a personal foul, but that's the intensity that that he tries to initiate on that on on the on front on the offensive front. So we're going to have to match their intensity. Uh, you started talking about some of our, our, our rookie, right? Uh, Osa, he's going to have to bring it. They're going to heat that. That dude is going to test him as soon as he steps on the field. He's going to look at him like, really? Bohanna? Really? Bohanna? Really? Yeah. Alright, we're going to see you little young fellas. We're going to see what you got. And they're going to have to tighten up that loop, right? Yeah. If you normally go with three loops, you got to, <laughs> got to go four <laughs> loops down, right? And, put, and tuck that thing in because they're going to test you. And they're not only going to touch, test your physical ability, but they're going to test your, 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 your will. Yeah. And that's more so they're going to try to break your will. Yeah. And, you have to, and that's where we're going to find out what is this team made of this year. Are they going to punch back? Are we going to get, we're going to get punched in the mouth. Yeah. No doubt about it. Will we punch back? P, I got to ask you, like for, for Michael Parsons, and knowing that we hadn't seen the way that Dan Quinn is going to use him. Correct. Uh, we, we don't know. But we do know, based off of what Mike McCarthy said, that he's in three different meeting rooms each and every week learning new technique because of the way that they are going to use him. Can this rookie impact this game from based off of what you've seen in the preseason uh, against a team like Tampa? I was just going to go there. I think he's he's – and if not the X factor for this defense because of all the different things he can do and has shown he can do. Um, and we just talked about having to get there with pressure. I, that might be the best thing he does right now Correct. as a as a linebacker. Just let him play free. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, they've sent him on blitzes. And, and it is interesting. Like We haven't seen everything Dan Quinn wants to do. He hasn't shown everything. Nothing. I don't know how much of an advantage that is going into week one against Tom Brady. Huge. It, it can't hurt, yeah, to, to not have shown everything you want to do. But I think... 
he presents a different dynamic they didn't have last year in their front seven. Also, Randy Gregory does too because, yeah, he played last year and he played pretty well, but he was playing in the you know the 20s, 30s snaps. Uh, he should be in the 50s yeah. in terms of playing on that right edge and really giving them some extra pressure. That that that's those are two key guys they didn't have last year. In addition to a new scheme, new wrinkles that other teams haven't seen yet. So we'll see how it works. The weird part about this matchup is that we've concentrated on Tom Brady and those receivers, but the strength of the Tampa Bay Bucks is their defense. Gosh. They won a Super Bowl yeah. with yes, that defense, yeah. and we have an offense that has not been together any in the preseason. Does that give you pause? Uh, well, I'm, I know it does. <laughs> so, I mean, with with Indomitian Sue. With Jason Pierre-Paul, mm. with Levante David, mm. and Devin White. I mean, mm. there's, there's a lot. There's a lot there, Peter right? Peter Mayer, and I'm Yes, yes. Golston. Golston. There's a lot. There's a lot to, to try and overcome. Offensively, your offensive line from where, what you've seen from uh, years past, do you believe that they can manufacture that great wall type of performance again for Zeke? Because that's what's going to be important to win this game. I think the question marks that we have regarding revolving around our offensive line will be tested immediately. You start talking about the position of center, Biotis. Is Biotis ready to take on Ndamukong Su or Vita Vea? Yeah. You know, we start talking about guard. You know, well, are we going to have Connor Williams back? You know, will Connor be back? And if he is back, well, guess what? He's going to be facing those same two guys. Um, at tackle, you know, I think we're going to be okay at the tackle position. But guess what? Those guys were injured. They haven't, challenged, they haven't faced anybody of this caliber, you know, yet in, in a while, in, in a very long time since they've been injured. So are they going to be ready to handle Barrett? Are they going to be ready to handle JPP? This, this, this is what the questions that we're going to have to have answered because we are going to be challenged. And I think the deep – how – Aside from the scheme of Tampa Bay's defense, their front seven is what we want our front seven to be. Exactly how we want them. That they don't have any question marks in whether or not they can stop the run. Not even a question. You line up and you try to come at Vita Vea and Indomitian Sioux, you, you, you mean, just go outside. right? You have a better chance of kicking JPP out or kicking out um, Barrett. So you, we want that same presence. And what do they have at the second level? Fast linebackers. They run and hit. David. Yeah. yeah David yeah. and White. They, those White. guys, they run and yeah. hit. Yep. Right? So that's what we saw. So exactly how they're set up, that's what we're trying to mimic. So it's going to be a heck of a test for our offensive line to have been facing what we're trying to become in camp. Now they're facing the ultimate, the doggone level, the highest level on Mortal Kombat. You know, you go up the doggone <laughs> little thing. We face, we're facing the master. You <laughs> yeah. know, this is exactly what, it, what, they, what you draw it up to be. But you say that, and, and, and I look at my offensive line, Zach Martin is still on this offensive line. The arguably the best guard in football Absolutely. right now. That's one side. That is. Smith is still arguably the best tackle in Absolutely. football. Absolutely. Cowboy, Leo, Cowboys have some dudes too. Absolutely. We, yeah, we, got, we got some dogs. We have some do. dogs. But collectively is what I'm talking about. Collectively. It's it's kind of like um I don't even know what example, but there's we have some spots that might have some little seams. Right, if we if we're, we're trying to build a dog on wall, maybe we didn't put the, the the caulking in there a little bit, you know, all the way firm. And there's a little 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 seepage that we can get there. So what do you do? You you hit right at that one little spot, right until you poke a dog on hole. That's what I feel like they're going to try to exploit within our team. And when we start talking about our defense being able to try to get to Tom Brady, we need to find a way for Parsons to get to Brady early because we need to build his confidence. We need to build his confidence. Well, I played with TB12. I know he hates being uncomfortable back there. He hates it. If he if you get to him, he will get jittery. 
back there. So we have to find a way to get to him. We have to find a way to bottle him up and squeeze that thing in. So D-Law, Gregory, strap up. And we got to be able to push the edge. We got to be able to just funnel this guy in there and then find a way to mix things up with stunts and things of that nature to let Parsons come in there and fly around like like dog on Brian Dawkins back in the day. Just coming in there, just X-Man over the, <laughs> the top. Wolverine. The Wolverine. <laughs> One thing to keep an eye on, you mentioned the offensive line for the Cowboys. You mentioned Connor Williams. You know, maybe he can get back in the next couple days. He hasn't practiced in a while yeah. uh, at that left guard position. Lau Collins, too, he's not going to practice today, maybe tomorrow either. Had the stingers the last week of camp and also the week prior to that, some, some of that neck shoulder stuff bothering him. So they're just being careful with him right now. I would think he's going to start in this game, but it's just something to keep an eye on for this O-line as they get into week one. Against what, what, and, and, and I'm not I'm not just <laughs> hyping him up. I mean Isaiah no, Isaiah is right. You know Tampa Bay's defense that front seven yeah. does not have a weakness. They, I, I was trying to think of an analogy like you said, like maybe a boxer with his guard yeah. up. They're, they're I mean they're as good as it gets in this league right now. Well, I, you expect the world champions to yeah, deliver. The, the I mean, they returned all 22, right? Exactly. They, not only did they return, I think they're only the second team ever to return all 22 guys from a Super Bowl year. I want to say the first. first are they first? In the salary cap area, yeah. Gotcha, okay. So, so first yeah. team to ever do that. So not only do they have that continuity and they, they know each other, they don't, they don't have questions on what, what they can and can't do. They don't have questions. Heck, can you do a stunt? I don't know. I feel like you can. Okay. No, you can. I know you can. You did it last year. We did it all the way to the doggone Super Bowl and got this jewelry now, right, with a detachable top. Not only that, they add it to their team. Yeah. They add it. So not only are we having to try to break through that first line of defense, which is their, their, their number ones, but their number twos yes. and threes and fours. That's where we have to break through. So when I talk about our, our tenacity and our will and our will, that is what it's going to be on the line because they're going to hit us. We're going to hit. We have we got dogs too. They're going to hit us. They're going. But we're waiting. Who's gonna Who's gonna Who's gonna decide to take a deep breath first? Because if you take a deep breath against these guys, yeah. Like, mm. Well, the thing about Tampa that's most intriguing to me is that they only upgraded at one player. For all the other guys, they bought in Tom Brady, and he was the difference to win the championship. I mean, what a difference a player can make. Michael Parsons, he, and, I, and I'm relating that to him and saying the, the change from the defense from last year to this, this year, can that be that one guy that can spark the change that you need to have the defense? Because everybody, when we've been talking about this, we hadn't been saying, oh, okay, we need a top 10 defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been saying we need a middle-of-the-road defense. So we're coming from last, and we're trying to at least get to 15-13, yeah. right? Can Michael Parsons be the difference maker on this defense to get you to that level, or do you think you need more than just that rookie to do that? I, I can tell you this. You need a top 10 defense against this team. To be successful against Tampa Bay, you need every. I don't care if we're going to be that the rest of the year against Tampa. We need to be a top ten defense, and I think the success of this defense really rides on the ability to get Michael Parsons confident and let him fly around. I think we all saw his personality on Hard Knocks, and we've been able to see it obviously out here practice. If you get him confident and you get him feeling like he's invincible and he can run around and play like a madman, everybody else is going to feed off that energy. And when, when you, it does, when you, in regards to adding one player, when you have one guy that's riding like that and is high and he's, he's hyped up, and it's, it's contagious. So guess what? All of a sudden, man, I, I might be getting my butt kicked by him, but oh, shoot. Okay, I got, hold on, man. Okay, he's hype. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. And guess what? And then that, the, everybody starts vibing off that. And then guess what? You make a play. And then maybe you force, you know, you face TB12 to get the ball out a little bit earlier. Now it's third and 12. And now you you got three and out. Now you're getting everybody up. You don't need the doggone crowd. So what? You're in Tampa. You got your sideline. And everybody gets hyped. And now that transitions to special teams. And now that goes to the offense, right? So it does sometimes take that one player, but you have to make sure that he's confident. Because I think if he's discouraged, I think this whole defense will be discouraged. 
And that's what I'm saying. I think it's I think it's contagious. Yes. And when you have a guy that comes with a winning pedigree like Tom Brady that can take over the locker room immediately, mm-hmm. people are going to follow that. For our defense, as long as we don't have secondary guys saying, I don't hustle on every play. <laughs> you know, and that, and see, I see your whole body language change when you hear something like that because yeah. as a player, that's just not acceptable. Yeah. And so when you have a guy like Parson that's going sideline to sideline and, and balls to the wall on every play, you that's you can't have a guy that's saying, oh, I don't. if it's not coming my way, I'm not going. Yeah, uh, yeah. and again, my, my concern is our will. My my concern is our is our is our will to bounce back because I foresee Dan Quinn trying to in, trying to initiate confidence in this defense by what bringing pressure, bringing pressure right. He can't sit back. He can't sit. You can't sit back, yeah. right? You got to send them. But guess what? When you send them, you leave yourself susceptible to a big play. So when they when they hit that big play, because it's going to happen, you just hope it doesn't happen repeatedly. When they hit that big play, what's your response? Yeah. What is your response? Now you're going to get home sometimes. And you're going to get to TB12. Sometimes you're not. So those times that you don't, how do you respond the next play? Because he's going to hustle up to the ball. And he's going to snap the ball again. And guess what? He's going to throw it over your head again. Right? Or he's going to dunk it down low and those guys are going to, yeah. are you going to miss a tackle? Yeah. Are you going to close your eyes and whip on a tackle? And then all of a sudden they have another first down? How are we going to respond? That's what I want to see in regards to this defense and in relation to Dan Quinn. That's why I referenced Law and Randy earlier because, and I'm going way back here, but you were part of one of those teams. 07 Giants? Mm-hmm. 09? Was it? Whenever whenever the Giants beat Brady twice, they had a front seven that didn't have to blitz too often. Mm-hmm. And, you know, can the Cowboys do that enough? You know, I mean, it's going to take some blitzing, I'm sure. But if you can get around him without having to blitz him. That's, that's, that's what, perfect scenario. You know, that's, that's, that's what Tampa Bay did to Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Isn't that the perfect scenario? That's, that's what you want because with the guys that they brought in this offseason at the running back position, you don't want to be blitzing because he's just going to dunk it off, just like he used to do with who was the running back out there in New England White. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he used to yeah. dunk that thing off. And yeah. <laughs> that little five-yard pass turns into a 20-yard run. You don't want to blitz against this because he's seen it all. And I guarantee you, I know him. I've been in meeting rooms with that dude for a whole year. He has watched every piece of film from Dan Quinn from all the way back to Seattle. I can guarantee He's seen everything that Dan Quinn's had. That is so crazy that you say that because as a – if you just think about Tom Brady's career and as long as he's been in the NFL – how much tape does he have on defensive coordinators and head coaches? No. If he just compiled the data that he has, he has enough tape Listen on the here. whole There's, league. There is nothing that you could throw at him. And I don't want to make him seem like he's bulletproof. I mean, obviously, we know you can get to Tom Brady. But I have been in the meeting room when I was playing in New England, and we were playing against Rex Ryan right in the, in the Jets. And Rex Ryan drew up whatever the heck he wanted to. So I talked about that green book, you know what I'm saying, for, for the water boy. Rex Ryan used to draw up one defense alignment, five linebackers, five DBs. And he would load it up with seven guys on one side. And we used to be in the meeting room watching this like, and I'm in my head, I'm the, I'm the young guy on the, on the team in the, in the quarterback room just trying to understand, okay, now how the heck is he going to block this up? And TB12 would just make it so, so simple. He's like, we don't have to know who's playing what position. As long as we're on the same page, and we're all thinking the same thing, we're successful. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Heckma, I don't care if that's your dog on defense alignment. You're the mic. You're the mic, and we're sending our protection that way. I don't care which five guys come, block up those guys over there. So he's seen it all. Yeah. He's seen it all. And I, and I used to sit up there with my brain like, how? How? He just he doesn't have to be amazing. I just need to be on the same page with my teammates. Well, 
I tell you what, we're going we're gonna to bet a Christmas tree on this game. Because <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Isaiah's built it up so well. I already know when we go to pick it for this game where Isaiah is going. So, uh, hey, I, hey, we put the road out there. But talk about getting home, guys. That's our time without Kyle. And, look, we're back on Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. after Labor Day. 48-hour rule before the game, baby. Not, yeah. but Tuesday at 9 o'clock and for – Isaiah Standback, yeah. and for Rob Phillips, and for Chris Beam in the back, I'm Heckman Harrison, and this has been Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?